Mm-hmm. Right to the third nostril, all the way in. Ladies and gentlemen, it's four minutes past ten. It's the 17th of January, 2019. The year of the accidental anal insertion. We out here. We got a pot full of coffee. <laughs> a Rolodex full of memes. 16 in the clip. Just half a one in the hole. Just nestled in there. Just like, hey, I'm not taking up too much space. It's absolutely fine. You cotch in there, mate. And you worry. But when that hammer hits, you better believe we're going for the kill shot. Oof! Lobsters. You're damn right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Threshold.fm. Welcome. Coffee and memes. <laughs> Steady job and a couple extra lobsters. That's all I want. If you're getting on, you're pushing 30, Slubby. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. The lobster patriarchy has many of the top memes. Many of the top memes. Many of the top memes. The lobster patriarchy has many of the top memes. And that is so true that it's almost unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm, live from sunny Peckham Town in Londonshire, England. Hey, I tell you what, I'm going to make a remix pack for the intro because people have been on about it and I thought it might be a bit of fun, you know, you know, fun bit of gear. Perhaps we'll do it as a competition. Maybe whoever makes the best, most amusing, most humorous. I don't think it will uh, require high level skills. I mean, we're not looking for like a to have Mephius mix it down or anything. Uh, we're not looking for the next hard neurofunk banger. We're not looking to make rollers a subgenre. No, just, you know, bit of fun, bit of a laugh. Maybe I'll play the best ones. Well, obviously I'll play the best ones. That Otherwise, there wouldn't be much point in it. Uh, back, if anyone's interested in that, then, you know, just remain interested and just sort of await, await instructions, I guess. Hey, listen. Steady job. Oh, God. Lobsters. I've got that in a slightly different position today, so my muscle memory's all off. You know, I'm going to have to get back used to it again. Look, there's Big Bopper. He's all right. Um... Look, there's all sorts of just, you know, madness. There always is. I've got a browser full of bollocks. I've got a sack full of sheath throwers. Got this lobster. Got these. The, the, this coffee. These memes. It'll probably be fine. What have we got in the news? Fugitive cow still on the run six months after she escaped from the rodeo. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, she's on the lamb. Cow on the lamb. She don't give a fuck. What else have we got? Most potatoes depressed. Thanks for that one. Rob Wah. Apple store selling meth. Uh, Alexa toilet. Decent. Uh, man injects semen into arm for to treat back pain. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, he clearly needs help. Uh, man has 15 cans of beer pumped in stomach to stop him die from alcohol poisoning. Uh, engagement rings at the pound shop. Uh, our man in, uh, was it Kenya? In Nairobi. He's, um, just, just a run-of-the-mill everyday hero, SAS man, uh, vegan cauliflower steaks, Danish tissues, uh, raunchy Floridians, and KFC workers clobbering drive through patrons with uh, extra crispy chicken. So it's a, it's a full sack today. 
like, call me Santa Claus because I've got a full sack and I'm about to empty it live on air. Right, look, let's get into this cow one. I like the idea of it. Fugitive cow, still on the run six months after it escaped from the rodeo. Steady. Fuck you. <laughs> Yes, fine. Fugitive cow who escaped a huge rodeo event six months ago is still on the run, despite numerous attempts to catch her. She's a cheeky renegade cow. The animal, named Betsy, vanished from the rodeo in Alaska and has hidden out in the city's 4,000-acre Far North Park ever since. Damn, she's gone into hiding, understandably. I mean, uh, they're calling her the uh, Salman Rushdie of rodeo cows. Uh, Betsy has managed to evade an infrared police drone sent into the air to try and track her down. They really want that cat back. I'll be like, yeah, the wolves will pick her off eventually. Um, as well as several attempts by her owner, Frank, uh, to recapture her. Well, there's a picture of Frank, well, Frank's dog, presumably, very close to the cow, like 20 feet from the cow. Couldn't manage it, no? Okay, this photo is taken in December 26th, 2018. It's the only one in existence of Betsy the cow who escaped from the rodeo in 2016 and is hidden in the final pot. Why don't you go and get it? Or is that just some dog walker? I don't know. Lobsters. Um, Frank told the Washington Post, I'm just totally exhausted of looking at her for a day in, day out. She's a go-getter, that's for sure. <laughs> she's a hustler, baby. Hey, she's a... Um, yeah, she's a maverick. She's a renegade cop. She's an alcoholic. Uh, kids don't want to know her. Um, she's, uh, she doesn't play by the rules. She gets results, clearly. Um, she's the sort of bare grills of cows. She's just out there just sort of squeezing water out of tods. And she's like... Uh, uh. Oh, right. Well, that's, that's just opened myself up for photoshops there, haven't I? The frustrated farmer... Nice, nice, uh, nice use of alliteration says that he hasn't managed to catch up with Betsy. She is regularly spotted by locals who uh, who call up the Anchorage PD uh, and then Frank is contacted with up-to-date information on her whereabouts. So it's sort of nice to know what Betsy's up to. A little bit like she's kind of a deadbeat dad that occasionally you get phone calls but then just never quite comes through on the promises. Uh, a bit like Will Smith's dad in um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That was a tragic episode. I was going through my parents' divorce at the time. I, I, I cried buckets. Um, but despite several fast dashes to such sightings, Betsy has continued to give Frank the slip. Her black fur blends in seamlessly with the park's dark spruce trees, uh, making it hard to see Betsy uh, even when she is close. <coughs> right, okay. Uh, he said, uh, I go out there. I'm standing in her tracks. She's nowhere to be found. Betsy's a bad motherfucker. Betsy don't give a fuck. Like, Betsy's just, she's just living her best life. She's out there doing it. Maybe one day uh, she'll get married to Big Bopper the Whopper. It's possible, isn't it? You never know. Not Big Bopper the Whopper. Sorry, who was the massive cow? Can't even remember what it was called now. Uh, dream, misty watercoloured memories of coffee and memes gone past. Huge animals out just getting it done. What was that big fucking cow called? I only remember Bopper. Well, Knickers. It's a cow called Knickers. It's a massive fucking cow. Smoke weed every day. Ugh, maybe I should. Um, Frank bought Betsy just a day before the rodeo began and thinks she may have uh, pushed her weight against a loose gate and taken advantage of someone leaving a gate open to break free. Ain't no gate going to close in Betsy. She's a renegade. You can't put Betsy in a... You can't fence her off. She'll eat the fence. She'll smash it down. She'll burn it to the ground. She'll burn this whole country to the ground. 
She's 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 going to work her way down to Washington, and she's going to take that orange cunt out, and she's going to throw him around like a bloody rodeo clown. It's going to be it's, it's going to be beautiful, and she's going to burn this goddamn city to the ground. Uh, after her escape, locals started uh, reporting sightings of the cow in the far north park. With those spottings initially dismissed as fake. All right, <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen your cow, mate. No, you haven't. Well, I have. Like it's it's up in the far north path. No, I don't believe you making it up to sound hard and cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate that I do sound hard and cool off the back of the Betsy spying, but I, I saw her. Big black cow, yeah? Yeah. Don't believe you. Fine, fuck you then. There are also numerous fresh water sources, even during the coldest periods of the year. She's having a whale of a time. She's having a romp. She's living her best life. She don't give a fuck. She that she's on Instagram posting motivational quotes. <laughs> she's gonna go on Joe Rogan's show soon. <laughs> she's starting a podcast. Donate to her Patreon. Get involved in her GoFundMe. Oh, right, let's start change.org. Save Betsy. <laughs> Hashtag save Betsy. Hashtag free Betsy. Um, he now hopes to recapture his cow by bringing other cows into the area. Oh no! Look, it's just, look. This is like the whole red wine, white wine situation. Bear with me on that. If you spill your red wine on the carpet, and they'd be like, oh, there's a bit of white wine on that. Like, no, I've just spilled my red wine. I don't want to then just spill more wine. I need to save the wine. I want to drink the wine, not spill the wine. I didn't put the wine on the carpet for lols. It's not an art project. I'm not trying to be edgy. Anyway, so he's going to, he hopes to recatch the cow by bringing other cows up. What's a sort of mag? A cow's magnetic. They stick to each other. They're just naturally drawn. Oh, there's another cow over there. I'll go and give it a lick. Uh, with Betsy's sociable nature likely to make her run towards them. Oh, the cows. Uh, she's smart. She's clever. She's, she's not going to be tricked by that. That's fucking rookie stuff. That is schoolboy logic. You're a disgrace, Frank. Frank concedes that the size of the park and the plentiful supplies... Uh, Minnie has been waiting to find Betsy for another while, adding, it's a cow's dream. <laughs> it's a cow's dream. Let the cow dream. Come on, I think if they, I feel like, look, I'm all for eating cows. You, I think this is uh, this is obvious. But if your cow escapes, goes on the lamb, and you ain't caught it for like a couple of years, and it's just out there living its best life, fucking leave it. it you lost. Sorry, you lost that game. That cow won. I mean, just you admit defeat. You're not going to win them all. Fucking cows, man. Uh, right, look, it's play. Uh, uh, what we got? Uh, Talk to me by Tobolsky. Hey, Tobolsky. Um, hey, your paperwork's a mess, Tobolsky. You're on borrowed time. Hey, you're fresh out of the academy. Already you're giving me grief, Tobolsky. Uh, this is Tobolsky with Talk to Me. Talk to me. Hey, Tobolsky, you killed 16 schoolgirls on that bus. You thought what, you think Mendoza was on there? I'll get that bastard. You, you better get him, Tobolsky, or it's your badge. It'll turn out that Tobolsky's from, like, Lithuania or something. The reference is just so far off. <laughs> Oh, 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 
Oh, I should mention there's some cracking new merch in the Threshold.fm merch store. We've got a few new t-shirts. Got Lobster Crew backprint t-shirts with a nice little thresholdy bit at the on the front, a sort of crest, I guess. And then on the back, a big old, big old fucking lobster. And there's also sweatshirts, some nice grey ones with the Threshold logo, Church of the Shoe Thrower underneath, and normal Church of the Shoe Thrower t-shirts. Get involved. Threshold.fm slash store. Buy one. Take a picture of you wearing it. Send it to me. Mm, I'll enjoy it. Ah, it helps support the station. Helps keeps keeps the wheels greased. And is that a thing? Talk to me by Topalski. That is on what? What? That, that's on uh, some technique. How about that one, eh? 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 Right. Come on. What else have we got in here? Uh, yeah. Sorry. The um, uh, the link for the store in the description is not quite working because I didn't put HTTPS in it. But uh, it is threshold.fm slash store. Anyway, uh, most of the world's potatoes are severely depressed. Researchers warn. Thanks, Rob from the Metro. Um, he writes, you might not think it from looking at a plate of chips, but most of the world's potatoes are suffering from severe depression. But there might be a cure. Uh, it's not obviously a mental health issue. Yeah, thanks for that one, Rob Wah. Uh, instead, the spuds are suffering from inbreeding depression, where your genetic makeup gets scrambled by too much inbreeding. Oh, great. Last thing we need now in bloody post-Brexit apocalypse is fucking depressed inbred potatoes. Forget about it. Just forget about it. I, I mean, look, we should all eat less carbs than it is. But I'm fucking depressed in bread potatoes. I ask you. Hey, I ask you. Uh, Chun Zai Zhang of the Chinese Academy of Agricultural Sciences has found the genetic reason behind the inbreeding depressions of the world's spuds. Zhang says... Uh, deleterious mutations are genetic vari- variations that will cause harmful effects on the survival, growth, and fertility of organisms. Zhang believes that the crossbreeding different inbred lines of potatoes could produce healthier offspring. Uh, Cos- uh, <laughs> Cosmos magazine reports. I thought it was going to be Cosmo reporting. Yeah, fine. Cosmo are just reporting on depressed inbred potatoes. Uh, now leave that to the professionals. Leave that to Rob Wah. And leave that to coffee and means. Lobsters. Yeah, all right. Well, that's enough inbred potato banter. I think we've probably gleaned everything we can from that. Our friend Jasper Hamill, my hate mate, 
uh, writes, Apple Store receives surprise shipment of illegal and addictive crystal meth. Good to put that crystal meth is illegal and addictive in the headline there, just in case anyone didn't realise. It's feared the tech industry has introduced us to a whole range of highly addictive gadgets, but no iPhone can compete with the addictiveness of crystal meth. <laughs> that sounds like a one-show segue. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but no iPhone can compete with the addictiveness of crystal meth, which ended up being posted to an Apple store by mistake. Cops have uh, indicted a L- uh, an L.A. man called Richard Dean Desane who was accused of sending a massive package of meth to an Apple store in Grand Central Station, New York City. A package containing more than one pound of the dangerous drug ended up in the tech giant's shop that was opened by a staff member on July 9th, 2018. It's fucking old news. This is Jasper Hamill. Investigators said to say and went to the Apple store to try and claim the package. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, where he was arrested and allegedly found to be carrying more than 100 grams of meth. You moron. I mean, like, how... How stupid can you get? Like, all right, I'm going to buy some meth off the dark web. Seems like a solid idea. Don't want to get it delivered to my house. Uh, That would be very stupid. I'll tell you what, I'll get it delivered to the Apple shop, as you do, and then I'll go in there and go, have you got um, a package for Will? Oh, what, the one with the meth in it? Yes, that's it. All right, we're calling the cops. Shit! And then you've also gone there with a hun- with bloody 100 grams of meth on you, just as a little icing on the cake, just as a little a little methy treat for the cops that come and get you. Oh, dear. Well, I, I, I don't imagine you would be able to wheedle your way out of this one. Oh, it was for a friend. Oh, I think I ordered it by accident. What is, the, what is drugs? What is drugs? What is the dark web? I've never heard of it. He's now been charged with conspiracy in the second and fourth degrees. God, there are four degrees of conspiracy? Look into it. Uh, cri- uh, criminal sale of a controlled substance in the second degree. Uh, criminal possession of controlled substance in the second and third degree. God, got a really rap sheet as long as my duck. Special narcotics prosecutor Bridget G. Brennan said, Howie. The scheme demonstrated complete disregard for the safety of anyone who might open the package and risk casting suspicion on innocent people in that lake. I thank those who quickly alerted the NYPD upon discovering me for the for the dangerous drug. Me and the new rookie cop, Topolsky, have just been gunned down. Hey, Topolsky, what the fuck are you doing, man? Stop doing all that meth and that lake. You're on bloody... You're just still a rookie. Yeah, are we? That's a really weird crossing over into the sort of New York cop accent there. Ah, uh, Topolsky's gone in there. He's already a dirty cop. Bless him. He's only two weeks out of the academy. He's had a bit of them. He's done the whole thing. Oh, I wonder if that's meth. Yeah, it's pure. <laughs> and now he's all jazzed up. He's waving a gun around at Apple employees. He's got a couple of iPhones in his pocket. Just like, what? you can't take them. Hey, shut up, you motherfucker. I'm Toposki. I'm a renegade cop. All right, sorry, I didn't realise. I thought you were supposed to protect and sell. I'll fucking protect this motherfucker. All right, all right. I'm sorry, Toposki. Oh, bless him. He's only two weeks out of the academy. He's a liability. He needs to be stopped. Ah, uh, Topolsky! <laughs> oh, um, actual Topolsky producer, get in touch. Do let me know if you are a New York Maverick cop. <laughs> I want to know. Oh, God. Um, uh, uh, 
<sighs> Smoke weed every day. Alexa has been added to a £5,500 smart toilet ready for 2019. Brilliant. Brilliant. So Bezos can basically look up your bum. Is that That's the thing now. I mean, I guess he's getting a divorce. He's going to be a bit miserable, isn't he? He's going to want a little kick, a little treat, a little pick-me-up. And what better than to look directly into people's anuses as they drop their morning toffee. <laughs> You dirty pervert, Jeff Bezos. You are out of control. It, appear, it, it appears that nowhere is safe from Amazon's all-conquering virtual assistant, Alexa. The disembodied digital helper may have started out life on tiny little speakers, but now she's graduated to microwaves, bikes, and finally, the bog. Not just any bog. A five-and-a-half-gram bog. That's a standard edition. Smart toilet built by American company uh, Cola. And on display, on display this uh, at this year's CES, Consumer Electronics Show. The Nemi 2.0 Intelligent Toilet has much more than just Alexa, though. It's got a heated seat, built-in speakers. Nice. Um, for what? I mean, it'd be nice to have, like, I don't know, Rogan's voice. or I mean, you could play coffee and memes on it. It'd be nice, wouldn't it, while you're taking your morning Todd? Coffee in one hand, smartphone in the other. My voice blaring directly into your body. Be nice. Uh... What else has it got? Uh, and personalised cleansing and dryer functions. Cool. You just really shine shine your ring piece right up. You'd be able to see your face in it. I mean, with the right mirror system, I guess. Just a like hand mirror. Sort of old Victorian hand mirror. Just down there. Just, yeah. It's darker than I thought. Oh, and it'll also light up the bowl in different colours. Decent. That doesn't seem like it does that much for five grand. I mean, it's, it's, it looks, it's an absolute monstrosity as well. It looks like someone designed a smart toilet in the 1970s, what they thought that it was going to look like in 2019. And that is what it looks like. It looks shit. Shit. I hate it. Uh, paired with the new speakers in the Numi toilet, these lighting and audio enhancements create a fully immersive experience for homeowners. I don't want taking a shit to be a fully immersive experience. I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe combined with some VR goggles. Uh, it could be like a nice jungle experience or something. So it was like you were having a nice, you were really getting back to nature, just gently pushing out your morning tods while there's a whole tropical rainforest going on around you. Amazon Alexa built into this product provides simple voice controls. <laughs> Alexa, peg me. <laughs> Alexa, wipe my ass. Alexa, uh, Alexa, top shelf me, top shelf a pinger into me. Alexa, not so rough. Ow, Alexa, you're hurting me. Alexa, lick, lick it first. <laughs> oh God, what do people outside the door think? I can hear people out there. They must think I've lost my fucking mind. They're not wrong. Uh, that's right, because the toilet has access to Alexa skills, you'll be able to get it to read to you. Uh, the news, play some <laughs> play some music during your morning constitutional. According to Cola, it'll go on sale later this year, and although the standard version costs five and a half grand, you can buy a special version in black for the pricey sum of seven grand. Seven bags for a toilet is a little bit... That's a bit naughty, isn't it? That's a bit rascal. Uh, so if you've got a spare few grand knocking around and want a crapper that can talk to you in 20, 2019, it's going to be your year. What a time to be alive. Damn right. Bezos can inspect your tods, check for any um, any discrepancies. It'd be fine. 
Uh, Theresa May, Vince, Vi- no, confidence, Vi- confidence, <sighs> don't care. Uh, right, come on, let's play some, <laughs> some four records. My God, my life, my children, my wife. Um, this is Submarine, it's called Dive Alarm. Nice bet by all accounts, nice bet. Nice. It's got a bit about it. 
Fuck, it'd be fun to do something like that with a modular. It's rolling. Yeah, that's Submarine with Dive Alarm. Decent. Dece. Uh, right, come on. What else have we got? Uh, masked, here we go. Masked British soldier storms hotel, saves hostages from terrorist attack. Good old boy. Good old boy. A British soldier ran into the face of danger when he saved dozens of hostages from a group of violent terrorists who have taken over a building in Kenya. According to reports in The Sun, the SAS operative stormed through the doors of the building in the capital city of Nairobi and is believed to have shot dead members of the militant group who had detonated explosive devices and shot innocent bystanders during the attack yesterday. The unnamed man, who is said to have been in the country to support and train Kenyan special forces, uh, when news broke of the violent incident at the hotel complex. With his face covered in a black balaclava, the lone soldier burst into the building and was captured on camera, pulling injured hostages out of the hotel before heading back to confront the terrorists. Regular James Bond motherfucker. Pitched in jeans, trainers and body armour, the soldier was spotted carrying a rifle as he entered the compound. According to reports, he was eventually joined by US Navy, Navy SEALs who aided him on the dangerous mission. An insider told the son that the unknown man was indeed a member of the Special Forces and almost certainly hit his target upon entering the hotel. They said UK Special Forces always run towards the sound of gunfire. He was there training and mentoring Kenyan forces when the shouts went up, so they went in. Fuck about, does he? Jesus, this guy's a bad, bad motherfucker. During the operation, he fired off some rounds. It's a safe bet he hit his target. The SAS don't miss. He's a long-serving member of the regiment. There is no doubt his actions saved lives. Kenyan president uh, later confirmed that the incident had ended and all the attackers had been eliminated. Uh, the violent gunman uh, attacked the building in the Westlands district of the majors of violent gunmen attacked the building in the Westlands district of the major city on Tuesday afternoon. One of the terrorists, uh, one of the terrorists was reported to have detonated a suicide vest while three accomplices threw grenades and went on a violent shooting spree, murdering 14 people. Fucking hell, including one British man. Ugh, awful. Uh, the, attack, so, uh, the attack is said to have been carried out by Al-Shabaab. They're a bunch of cunts. Uh, the Ministry of Defence... <laughs> the Ministry of Defence told Lab Bible? What the fuck? Gee... Why are Ministry of Defence giving out statements to Lab Bible? What is going on in the world? The Ministry of Defence told Lab Bible they could not comment on whether or not a member of the British Special Forces was in fact involved in the rescue mission and were unable to confirm nor deny. Ah, uh, the old classic. Yeah, it was him. Spokesman of the MOD said, we cannot, confer- we cannot comment on issues to do with the Special Forces, so we can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, Dominic Smithers of the Lad Bible. He's got an NCTJ journalism qualification. Da-na-na-na-na. He used to work for the Manchester Evening News and the Macclesfield Express. Dominic Smithers sliding down a hill on his bum for fun. He's broken his trousers. Oh dear, his mum is going to be so angry. Dominic Smithers. Anyway, uh, vegans angered as pub chain charges 28 quid for cauliflower steaks. Don't buy them then. There you are, fixed. <laughs> Too expensive, don't pay for it. That is, I believe, how, how, how sort of markets work. You don't, no one's forcing you to pay £28 for a cauliflower. I mean, you could go to a, probably an even more expensive, you'd go to the fucking Savoy. Probably charge you 100 quid for one there. They'll stick it up your ass if you, if you pay them enough. Jesus. They'll kiss your lady lumps while ramming a bloody cauliflower floret into your japs. If you want, that's probably fine. I don't mind. 
Um, Jamie Klinger shared the picture. Two steaks for 28 quid. Two cauliflower steaks for 28 quid. People on, tw- on Twitter are saying it's mental. Probably mental. Okay. One person said it's a massive profit spinner. I think the sign is actually taking the mech out of vegans. Another wrote, restaurants now doing all they can to exploit vegans as much as they can squeeze out of them. All the produce costs a pence. Yeah, no shit. Unfettered capitalism and mass food uh, commoditization in full flow. Communist detected. Another added, this is the most infuriating, the most infuriating of things about being veggie or vegan. I understand that they have to pay the chef, uh, waiting staff and overheads. Uh, but how in how, chipping tits can a cauliflower cost the same as a steak? Because uh, some mug will pay for it, won't they? There you go. If no one pays for it, probably won't do it again. I think that's how it works. What else we got? Danish company sells £62 used tissues where you inhale someone else's sneeze. That's a good side hustle, isn't it? Selling, selling snotty tissues. You can't argue with that. For 62 quid as well. I mean, what sort of special lurgy have you got to have to be able to charge 62 quid for a tissue? A tissue, a tissue of lies. That's, that is good. That is a good side hustle. I'm, I would consider that, definitely. I mean, okay, so we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, it can only mean... Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Vave is selling a box for the low price of 60 pounds and it's full of used tissues. Stay with me here. They are literally scrunched up balls of material already containing someone else's sneeze, snot, and anything else that gets caught on them. Uh, check out their advertisement. Okay, there's an advert of a woman blowing her nose and uh, putting it into a little box and sending it off. She's she's an attractive woman. I mean, maybe that's part of the deal. I mean, maybe they are... Again... This could be the sort of thing whereby they've found a sort of pervy niche where people are prepared to pay a lot of money for something a bit weird, uh, but they don't, you know, you don't want to go back to your parents and be like, hey, I've got a great new money spinner. All right, what is it? Well, it turns out that sort of perverts will pay a load of money for a snotty tissue if the snotty tissues come from a sexy lady. Uh, right, yes. So I'm selling snotty tissues now. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, right. No, they've got, I've got a great idea. So we get these snotty tissues, yeah? And then people can sort of like dab them on the face and then it improves the immune system because you're basically just sticking germs in your face. Oh, right, okay, that's good. Yeah, 62 quid for a tissue. Right, oh, okay, yes, that does sound good. That sort of thing that perverts would be interesting. I don't know, maybe I've not really looked into it. Uh, the company motto is, we believe when flu season comes around, you should be able to get sick on your terms. <laughs> Uh, right, I, I guess you could use it if like you wanted to have some time off work, and then it would just be easier to lie, wouldn't it? Um, rather than actually making yourself ill, because like when you don't want to go to work, get sort of wishing that you were ill, wishing that oh, I wish I had the flu and I could just take a couple of weeks off or something. But when you've actually got the flu, you would rather be working down a coal mine than having flu if if you have actual genuine flu. Something that irks me. So when people are like, oh, you're just getting over the flu. You are not just getting over the flu. You've had a mild cold. If you had the flu, you wouldn't be talking. Like the last time I had a bloody stomach flu, I couldn't even speak to my mother on the landline telephone. That's how much of a state I was in. I certainly couldn't post bloody knobby social media posts of like, oh, God, this flu just won't shift. Like, do me a favour. Lobsters. Uh, Unbelievably, according to their website, they're sold out. Well, I mean, how many do they have in stock? Three? 
you know, wow, yeah, we sold out. Incredible news. Yeah, you've only made that 180 quid. Well done. After tax, that's like, I don't know, what, 17 quid? Well, they're from Scandinavia. It's about 70% tax over there, isn't it? Oh, who knows? Come on, get, getting carried away. Um, this is a track by Subtension. It's called Left to Decay. Um, it's nice bit by all accounts. Snips recommended it to me at Booze in last night. It was like, oh, you got to play that Left to Decay track. It's a, it's a, oh, it's, oh, it's a good one. Hey, Chode Rider in the chat. You're right, it could have been Jaguar Skills who stormed that hotel. Masked man. You don't know that it's not. He says he can neither confirm nor deny it was him. Narky one for you next. <laughs> Buckle up.
Nick Waters is here, late, as always, chewing gum at the back, asking what he's missed. Unbelievable. Missed Cows on the Lamb, Topolsky, the Renegade Cop. Uh, you've missed... God, I can't even remember now. Oh, getting pegged by Alexa on the John. All manner of stuff. Uh, that is Left to Decay by Subtension. This is uh, nice. Had some interesting bits on the show today. Uh, right, come on. This is uh, buckle up, okay? Everyone brace yourself. If there are small children in the room, cover their ears and eyes. Uh, man injects his own semen into his arm for 18 months to treat back pain. Man. Doctors were baffled after discovering a patient had been injecting himself with his own semen in an attempt to cure back pain. Oh, it makes me want to hurl just thinking about it. The unnamed man, 33, who was admitted to hospital in Dublin, had devised a cure independent of any medical advice and had been injecting himself for a year and a half between medics discovered what was going on with him. This is the sort of thing which is like a natural progression from drinking your own piss, isn't it? His unique pain relief method was discovered after he went to doctors with severe pain in his lower back and quizzed him on the swelling and red rash on one of his arms. What is the thought process behind that? Uh, they told him the self-medication had left him infected with cellulitis. That's, that's rough. Uh, Dr. Lisa June wrote in a case report in the Irish Medical Journal he had devised this cure independent of any medical advice. He revealed he had in- injected himself once monthly, a once monthly dose, a monthly dose of semen for 18 consecutive months using a hypodermic needle which he had purchased online. Man's condition did not improve despite his semen injections. Hey, at least we now know that injecting jizz into yourself don't cure back pain. Cross that one off. The man's condition did not improve despite his semen injections, but a short hospital stay did relieve some of his pain, the doctor said. He discharged himself from the Adelaide and Meath Hospital in the Republic of Ireland's capital uh, before doctors had a chance to remove the semen. Oh, it's still in there. Oh, oh he says an x-ray of it. And you can see his arms full of jizz, man. Oh, his forearms full of jizz. It's not good. It's not cool, man. It's really not cool. Dr. June said it was the first reported case of semen injection for use as a medical treatment. He had failed multiple attempts at injecting the bodily fluid, she wrote in what was what he had called an innovative method to treat back pain. She also explained that there had never been any tests on the effects of injecting semen into human veins or muscles. Dr. June also said that the lessons of the case could be applied on a broader scale as it demonstrates the risks involved of medical experimentation prior to extensive clinical research. The only past examples of semen injection injections mentioned in the journal were experiments done by injecting human ejaculate into rats and rabbits. Uh, sorry to have darkened your door with that one. That is um, that is grim. Um, <laughs> Gary Young in the chat, he says, the pain went for a while. The pain went for a while, but it's come back. Better than someone else's baby gravy. Uh, uh, Kantami says, what a wanker. It's pretty good at thinking outside of the box, but it takes a special kind of stupid to come up with that idea. Uh, Devender says, I'm making real good money. Uh, 400 to $500 an hour online from my laptop. Last month, I got a check for nearly 30 grand. 
The online work is simple. Why don't you go to my A chronic ranker with no grip on reality. A career in politics is calling his name. <laughs> Just another dickhead in our screwed up world. Christian Palmer, he knows what's going on. He's above it all, though. Just another dickhead in our screwed up world. Upskirting is finally to be made a criminal offence. How is that not already a criminal offence? Fuck my old boats. Anyway, man has 15 cans of beer pumped into his stomach to stop him dying of alcohol poisoning. Wow, okay. Um, Medics were forced to transfuse five litres of beer into a man's stomach to prevent him from dying of alcohol poisoning. Uh, uh, Nujian Van Nat, 48, had 15 cans of beer pumped into him at the General Hospital in Vietnam in order to save his life. Dr. Lam head of the hospital's intensive care unit, said the level of methanol in Nat's blood was 1,119 times higher than the appropriate limit. (sighs) Damn. To save his life, doctors immediately transfused three cans of beer to slow down his liver's processing of methanol. According to Dr. Lamb, one can of beer was given to Nat every hour, and after 15 cans were administered, the patient was completely conscious. That's crazy. Uh, the, doctor, the doctor explained that a person's stomach and intestines continue to release alcohol into the bloodstream even if they're unconscious and have stopped drinking. And for a period, alcohol levels in the body continue to rise. Dr. Lamb explained that alcohol comes in two variants, methanol and ethanol, and the human liver breaks down ethanol first as a priority. The man became unconscious when the methanol in his system oxidized in formaldehyde, which in turn produced formic acid, according to reports. To prevent oxidizing formaldehyde to formic acid, giving beer to the methanol-poisoned patient gave medics time to perform dialysis. Wow, that's mental. (laughs) Uh, Science, bitch. Uh, Toby Lerone in the comments says, in my pub, that would have cost him (laughs) £83.60. Thanks, Toby Lerone. <laughs> Toby Lerone. Hey, it's Toby Lerone. Oh, I bought a big one of him from an airport. Oh, God. Uh, uh, weird times. Right, look. I looked around for some more tracks by that Dorian uh, man, woman, beast, um, who made the Eagle Claw track. And can't find much. But got this bit from Mainframe from a couple of years ago. It's called Stress Test. Um... <laughs> Good tune. Oh, Tenerife crew are up in the building.
Nice. Stress test by Dorian. It's from 2016. Fine vintage. It's a nice bit. Stress test by Dorian. It's on mainframe. It's out. It's out. <laughs> it is out. Right, come on. Florida news. Raunchy duo busted for lewd encounter. Public Tristan Roadway atop car ends in handcuffs. They are not a good looking couple. I will say that. They are. Neither of them are. Uh, not. It's not good. It's not good news. January 10. Is there anything sexier? On a balmy winter night than two middle-aged Floridians having sex in public atop the hood of a parked car near the entrance to the Gulfport Veterans Memorial Park. Well, perhaps. But then again, perhaps not. According to police, Penny Snoots, the snootster, the snootmeister, Big Snooty, 56, and Thomas Lewis, 58, were arrested early Tuesday evening for publicly engaging in lewd and lascivious behaviour. A witness told cops that he was pulling into his driveway around 7pm when he spotted a man standing in the middle of the road receiving oral sex from a female subject. The couple then proceeded to have sex on the vehicle's hood. When Officer Selena Ramos of the Gullport Police Department arrived on the scene, she identified Snoots and Lewis pictured above as the individual seen consorting by the witness. As she drove up in her cruiser, Ramos saw Lewis, a St. Petersburg fireman, pulling up and buttoning buttoning his pants. The cop also spotted Snoots, whose rear end was exposed. Snoots. Uh, Walking away from Lewis and pulling up her pants. Snoots and Lewis were each arrested on a misdemeanor, lewd and lascivious behaviour charge and booked into the Pinellas County Jail, uh, from which they were later released on a bond. Snoots was also hit with a marijuana possession charge after a small amount of pot was found in her bag. Smoke weed every day. Well, it's a modern love story, and I think probably, I would say better than Twilight, in my humble opinion. It didn't have any vampires, but I don't think it needed them. You know, he had everything you needed. He had a couple of Floridians. He had uh, oral sex, um, intercourse on a vehicle's hood, uh, a bare body, a uh, man pulling up his slacks, and a marijuana possession charge. What more does a modern love story need? Hey, look, it's come to the end of the show, but I wouldn't leave you without your daily dose of spore. And what finer track than the first release on Lifted Music? Knock you down.
Yes, indeed. That's Knock You Down by Spore from the Prologue EP on Lifted Music. Just leaves me time to shout out the VIP list. This is a list of bad motherfuckers that are supporting the station and supporting the show on Patreon. If you want your name on this list, read out at the end of every show, head on over to Patreon and you can support for, well you can support for as little as a dollar a month, but if you support for $10 a month or more, you get your name on this list. I read it out every show to commend your fine contribution to Threshold.fm. That list is Oliver Hooper, Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Marson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Kozitsky, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Carl Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, Lily Unsub, Richard Franks, Thomas Hall, Cho Ryder, Andrew Heischelbeck, John Finnison, BDR Crew, Peter Blatchford, Austin Grief Cooper, Kennedy Lightfield, Ryan Glazer, James Parry, Dave Thompson, Hendo Bartendo, Lady Squiffington, and Liam the Menace Underwood. Lobsters. You can you can support the show and support the station in other ways. If you want to buy a bit of merch, that would be greatly appreciated. If you go to threshold.fm/store, there's lots of t-shirts. There's now sweatshirts, and there's Rankins Records t-shirt. There's Threshold t-shirts. There's Lobster Crew t-shirts. Or you can do it without the cost of any money at all, just by sharing the stream, share the YouTube video, share the Facebook, uh, share the podcast. Give it a five-star review on iTunes. Scream it into your stepdad's face while he tries to sleep on the sofa. I will be back at 3pm this afternoon for Rankins Records. And then at 7.30 this evening for Rankin Radio. Big Jim will be back in the building. They say he's too big. They say he's too strong. I think he's all right, personally. He's big for the weight, though. Yes, that's Spore Knock You Down, your daily dose of classic Spore. It's fine by me. Snips? Yes, good. Thank you for listening. I will see you later on, 3 o'clock, for Rankin's Records. I love you all dearly, you mean the world to me, and I would be nothing without you. So, oh, see you later. Oh, come on, come over here. This is a ridiculous system. I'm, just, I'm sorting it all out the weekend, it'll be absolutely fine.